This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. On our website, you can click on the radio page to check out all of our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, listeners, the clients and the prospects that I work with tend to have the same types of questions during the first couple of appointments that we have. They ask things like, am I on track to reach my retirement goals? Or am I in a good position to avoid outliving my assets? And these are both great and very important questions. But another question that often comes up is, how many different types of insurance do I need? And where would I find a good policy and at what price? And so with that in mind, during today's show, we're going to discuss some types of insurance policies that may be a good fit for many financial strategies. But before we kick off that part of the, t- the show, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, to help us with the topic. Yeah, it's going to be a great show today. Thanks for having me on, Nick. I'm excited about this one because I know people think, oh, insurance, you're going to be talking about insurance. That's boring, but so, so important. And uh, we'll try to keep it upbeat for you and a lot of good, important information. I know this is something you help all your clients out with, making sure they're not overinsured or underinsured. Uh, that's huge, Nick. But I've been great. I've had a great week. How about you? Are you keeping busy over there? Oh, yeah, for sure. Things uh, have really gotten back in gear. Uh, now we're headed into the fall season here in the Rogue Valley, and uh, it's been great meeting with clients and, and uh, obviously uh, continuing to educate on our show like we are today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think dedicating a show to this topic is a great choice. So uh, where do you want to begin? Well, you know, Tony, just like you mentioned, you know, insurance is not always a a phenomenal topic to talk about. (laughs) But um, the truth is, if you have uh, any assets, insurance is just a way to obviously protect those assets. And so, um, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics today surrounding that insurance discussion. Uh, First, you know, while growing assets and creating retirement income are often the elements of your main financial strategy, you know, um, we feel that the fact of the matter is protecting those assets is just Uh, as important of a crucial step to your financial strategy. And so the correct insurance policy can serve as, you know, something that helps protect your earning power and your personal possessions, right? And so uh, the first type of insurance to be aware of is long-term disability, Tony. Um, Potentially needing long-term care disability insurance is something that scares many people so much that they often ignore it. But, you know, um, you need to definitely think about this a little bit and talk to your advisor about it to make sure that you are properly covered. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have the right coverage. And I think that's great. And you've mentioned this on previous shows. You can't just uh, choose to do nothing, right? And hope for the best. You you have to have a strategy. 
That's exactly right. And, you know, rather than ignoring long term disability insurance and allowing, you know, the chips to simply fall where they may, the better option is to seek out a policy that provides an ample amount of coverage so that you'll be able to maintain your current lifestyle, even if you're forced to leave your job. Okay. And so, Long-term disability insurance supplies a financial benefit equal to a certain percentage, uh, often around 50 to 60% of your current salary. Okay. And so the policy generally kicks in when you have short-term disability. Um, um, I'm sorry, it usually kicks in once you have short-term disability that ends. All right. And um, to qualify for these benefits, the disability must have occurred after the policy was issued. Obviously, uh, many policies also have a specific waiting period. And then you must submit medical information that's obviously going to be confirmed by a doctor to file your claim for consideration. Well, yeah, for sure. And, and that's, that's important. Obviously, uh, disability insurance is huge. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, you have to have, uh, you know, they, they have a label, right? I'm trying to remember it's, they label these policies as, um, as own occupation or any occupation. What does that, that mean? Yes, that is uh, definitely correct, Tony, and very important um, for us to discuss. So own occupation simply means that due to a disability, you are unable to handle your regular or similar job. Uh, the any occupation label means that because of your disability, you're not able to handle jobs for which you'd otherwise be qualified for at all. Okay, and so much like short and long-term disability insurance, workers' compensation, or more commonly referred to as workers' comp, pays a benefit if you become injured or disabled at work or while performing your job tasks. And many states mandate employers to carry workers' comp insurance for their staffers. And so in exchange for this benefit, employees aren't allowed to sue their employer for negligence. All right. And one final important note here also to, uh, to talk about before we move on, Tony, is, you know, while long term disability insurance and workers comp both cover disabilities, long term disability insurance isn't restricted to disabilities or injuries that happen either at work or while working. OK, it, it's a great rundown and a great clarification of long term disability insurance for folks. And let me take a minute to encourage our listeners out there to work with somebody like yourself, Nick, a financial services professional, when it comes to their insurance, because you can help them discuss how certain insurance products are going to fit in their overall financial strategy and figure out whether or not they're overinsured or underinsured, which I'm sure you see a lot. Definitely. It's a huge part of an overall financial plan, obviously, Tony. Um, you know, another very, very key insurance piece, uh, you know, to the puzzle is life insurance. Okay. And, and um, you obviously need to talk to your, to your advisor about that to become knowledgeable about so many different types, because, you know, at its basic, um, you know, premise, life insurance protects those who are financially dependent on you. Right. So if your spouse or your children or other loved ones, you know, would be put in a precarious financial position if you died, life insurance should be a priority for you, even if you don't already have it. And if you do have it, you should make sure that the potential payout amount is still high enough that your family would be able to weather, you know, the fallout from your passing. And so you should work with your advisor to review how much you earn each year and how long you expect to remain in your job. And from there, 
you'll likely want to focus on purchasing a policy um, or policies that could replace that amount of income on, uh, you know, upon your death. And you may also want to include the cost of burial or other services because those unexpected costs can lead to some significant emotional and financial difficulty for your loved ones. Yeah. Well, and obviously that's true. And I th- I'm glad you we're talking about this. Now, we should probably take a quick break, but before we do, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation uh, just to meet with you, get a plan in place, or see if they have any questions about their insurance, uh, lack thereof, or maybe they have insurance they don't need. Sure thing, Tony. So in the Rogue Valley here, just so that our listeners know, we have six agents right in our office and about 6,000 clients on the insurance side. Okay, so um, definitely, if you have any questions about this specific topic, just give us a call at 541-773-9567 or go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com and request um, a meeting or for us to reach back out to you. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, after this. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions at 541-773-9567 or visit jonesfinancialtalk.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Well, welcome back to the show, listeners. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. If you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, or just have any general questions about your financial planning needs, please give us a call at 541-773-9567, or you can always go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of great information on there, including our past shows, as well as many surveys that you can take for us to help you in any way that you might need. Now, Listeners, during our show today, we've been looking at some of the more common insurance policies that are out there and how to determine what policy may be a good fit for your financial strategy. Let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Obviously, in, in our opening segment, you did a great job highlighting the ins and outs of long-term disability insurance, and we looked at life insurance a little bit. Uh, how would you like to kick off this segment? So the next uh, insurance is going to hit home to everyone. Uh, Everyone should be focusing on health insurance. And, you know, while it's almost certainly no great surprise to any of our listeners today that health insurance is necessary for, for most folks, you know, the rising costs of medical care and the need for a solid health insurance strategy are all that more important today than ever, Tony. And, you know, even a, a casual visit nowadays to a doctor to discuss something, or you know, that's relatively simple, um, can come with a hefty price tag. And you know, then if you have any significant injuries that results in a few nights in the hospital, for say, you're going to end up having a bill that is uh, extremely, extremely high. Right? It's going to be the cost of a very, very nice vacation, for instance. And so. Health insurance may sometimes squeeze your budget, uh, regardless of how much your employer subsidizes your monthly premium. But the reality is the cost of not having insurance on the health side could end up costing you far more than the total sum of many years of the premiums that you're going to have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. A good point. And I think health insurance is outrageously expensive or can be. 
So you really need to look at it, uh, have a strategy in place. And, uh, you know, depending on if you have employer sponsored plan or, you know, an employer provided plan where you pay some, your employer pays some, or if you're self-employed, it's a whole other ball game. Uh, or if you want to retire early and aren't quite Medicare age, that, that could be a problem. And I, I think you're rolling the dice, Nick, if you don't have uh, health insurance, because in certain states, you can face a penalty for not having it. And you will want to work all that out with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, correct? Well, well, Tony, you know, uh, especially since COVID's hit, lots of people are coming into our office and want to talk about the opportunity to possibly retire early before that golden age of 65 when you get yeah. Medicare, you know? Yeah. And so the cost of insurance typically between the ages of 55 and 65, if you just need an individual policy because you're not covered by your employer's plans, is astronomical based on your income. And so, but it's not, it's not like you can't do it, right? So you definitely need to sit down with somebody to help discuss what those costs are and try to get creative on seeing if it's going to be a viable option for you to retire early, even if you need health insurance. Okay. And um, another thing that um, listeners should be aware of is the next insurance policy is homeowners insurance. And, you know, think about your home's value. And then think about replacing that home with your own money out of pocket, right? And a lot of people think, well, I don't have a mortgage anymore. Maybe I can reduce my homeowner's insurance. But, you know, how difficult would it be if something catastrophic happened? I mean, unfortunately, in the Rogue Valley here, Tony, um, we do um, have forest fires. And that does uh, affect many people's homes, right? So um, what you're going to find is, you know, covering the replacement of both your structure and the contents is something that you definitely need to uh, consider and talk to people about. It's important that um, you remember that rebuilding expenses don't include the cost of your land because you already own it. Um, Now, depending on how old your home is and uh, the cost of its possessions, the replacement expense may be uh, more or less than what you actually paid for it. And so to get a clear estimate, and determine how much builders in your area are going to charge, you should be doing that. You should be going out and figuring out how much they're charging currently, you know, per square foot. And then you're going to take that number and you're going to multiply it by the amount of space that you would want to build if you had a catastrophe, right? And be sure to also keep track of the cost of the potential upgrades and the special features that you would want in the home. And then finally, you should also be sure that your homeowner's policy handles the liability costs if somebody is injured on your property. And that's a very important point, Tony, because often the reason why you have different types of insurances is to protect your assets. And even if your home is insured, but you don't have correct liability coverages and something happens on your property, people still could come after your other assets like retirement yeah. accounts and, and yeah. bank accounts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the uh, equity in your house you might have to use. So you, you those are your big assets. You don't want to risk those. So you need that insurance. And I would add, you should probably shop around for your homeowner's insurance. If you haven't a while, my wife made that and I made that mistake. We got insurance through the bank that we got our financing through. And they also had an insurance company there they worked with. And we never checked it and uh, never, ever got another quote. And so they just kept raising it every year for 23 years. And we realized, hey, we're paying three times as much as we need to be at that point. (laughs) Well, and you know, the interesting thing about that, Tony, is 
my wife and I bought a new house about about two and a half years ago. Sure. And when you buy a new home, because it's public record, you get just barraged with a bunch of different insurance quotes the first couple of years. Right. And and that's been a good thing for me because it's been crazy to see the difference in the premium costs. It is right? unbelievable, isn't you it? You have to shop it. You have yeah. to shop it. Some are 50% more for the yes. annual premium. It's crazy. We were paying three times more than we had to. Uh, and we just bundled it with the insurance we had had on our cars. Uh, with Everybody that. just assumes that you should always go to the same insurance company for all of your lines. But that is not correct. No, that is <laughs> not correct. You need to shop around. And you need to revisit it every few years because uh, what will happen is you'll get with one company and they'll keep raising your prices up and then you need to revisit it. It's just like cell phone service. Sometimes, uh, you know, we were with AT&T for years and then we didn't realize, wow, we could have way better service if we just switch over. Yep. And we we saved hundreds of dollars and we saved way more than that on our own. I'm embarrassed to say we just. <laughs> well, and, and that, and you know, the interesting thing about that point, Tony, is, you know, for most people that are not in the financial world or seeing it or working with it every day, it's just a daunting task to do things like change your insurance policies or yes. change your bank accounts or, or move things around. But the, but the, the honest answer and truth is if you're not taking advantage of that and you're not working with somebody that is actually looking at that all the time, you're just at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, it could be years of uh, detriment if you, and if you just leave things up. as is. And that <clears> money <throat> adds up. Those monthly premiums, hundreds of dollars, I mean, every month that you could possibly be saving, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 you don't just need to be a homeowner. I mean, if you're parents of uh, 20-somethings uh, you, and they're moving from apartment to p- apartment, I always tell them renter's insurance is essential too, isn't it? Oh, it, it definitely is, Tony. And the interesting thing about renter's insurance is it's not just for people in their 20s, right? M- many sure. folks become uh, renters after they retire because True. they choose to downsize um, and they want to protect their assets as well, right? And so, right. Um, you know, because a renter isn't responsible for insuring, you know, the dwelling or other structures, you know, you don't really need a, a fully extensive homeowner's policy. But, you know, there are certain things that you need to be aware of right? Like the dog breeds that you might have, pit bulls and rottweilers, for example, are are difficult to insure if you're a renter or a homeowner, Um, but it's not possible. And so, um, you know, you just need to sit down and talk to somebody about your specific situation to find out the kind of homeowners or renters insurance that you want. Right. There you go. That's, that's huge. And uh, obviously that's important. So um, uh, there are uh, different policies out there and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we actually have pet insurance, Nick, yep. uh, through Nationwide. <laughs> so isn't that funny? Yep. Uh, we have a dog and he's a big dog and, you know, he's a puppy. But we, you know, each time we take him in, it's like, wow, this is 250 here, 400 there. And then we kind of did the math on pet. Somebody recommended pet insurance. We're like, what? Uh, but <laughs> but uh, in a year, we're going to look at this is our first year and we're going to do the math at the end of the year. But I think we'll end up saving money. So, <laughs> well, and Tony, you know, another good insurance policy that many people that are listening need to really, really review carefully is their auto insurance policy. Sure. Um, you know, and so a, a basic level of auto insurance is obviously the legal requirement in most states. Um, but even if you happen to find yourself in a place that doesn't require it, um, you know, you should definitely still try to carry an auto insurance policy, even if you're driving an old car. Now, 
this is the same concept of what I talked about with the home. Even if you've paid it off or if it's an older, older home or older car, the liability is a lot of the reasons to have an insurance uh, policy on that specific asset. Because if you injure somebody, what happens? All of your other assets are at risk. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's not good, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, based on the number of TV ads I see, there's no shortage of insurance <laughs> options out there for that, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You are correct. And, you know, there are just a large number of insurance policies out there that, you know, um, boast a, a variety of features, benefits and costs. And so you just need to shop carefully. You need to read the fine print. You need to talk to a professional. I talk to my um, my clients about this all the time. Somebody emailed me just yesterday asking about different types of motorcycle insurance. And, you know, it's important to just be confident that the policy that you're going to purchase is going to adequately address all of your needs. That's the most important part. And so have that conversation, figure out what parts of these main insurance, um, you know, um, topics you need to cover and talk to somebody that talks uh, with their clients about that every day, Tony. Yeah. And what's your phone number there in case our listeners want to talk to you about that? Sure thing. So it's uh, 541-773-9567. They can give us a call and uh, talk to us about their specific needs for sure. All right. And we're going to keep moving on here. This has been a great discussion. I already feel like I know more about insurance. Uh, What do you have for us next? So the next main question that I get from many listeners, Tony, is what exactly is a whole life insurance policy? Uh, Okay. And, you know, the answer is that it's permanent life insurance that includes death benefits that are paid when the insured dies. And that policy remains in force for the insured person's lifetime as long as the premiums are up to date. Now, additionally, whole life policies may build what's called cash value, which can potentially be accessed while the insured person is living. Yeah, like in case they need long-term care or funds for long-term care or something like that, right? That's exactly correct. And so, you know, another type of policy that people ask me about is called a universal life insurance policy. And this is permanent life insurance that provides the policyholder with an opportunity to invest their cash in what's called a separate account that offers investments that are tied to the stock market. And generally, you know, a flexible policy uh, like this allows for premiums and death benefits to be adjusted based on what your actual needs are. Okay. And so while a universal life uh, policy may be a good fit for some financial strategies, I just really urge you to have a detailed conversation about potential pluses and minuses of those types of policies before you make any decisions. Because in many cases, Tony, some of those policies could be unnecessary, right? I mean, um, one of the terms that uh, I, I thought about uh, before our show today that I learned a long time ago, uh, 20 years ago or so at Morgan Stanley was, you know, uh, often the cheapest option of insurance is just to invest in term insurance, uh, right? And then take the extra money that you would invest in some of these other policies and then put it into the market to grow for a rainy day fund. So everybody's specific situation is completely different and you just really need to review that very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's important. And when in doubt, always talk to your financial services professional. Those are words to live by. Now, here's another question for you. How do you cancel an insurance policy? Okay, so to cancel a policy, um, you must do so in adherence, uh, you know, to the rules and the stipulations that are spelled out in your contract. Now, in many cases, you may be able to cancel your policy right over the phone. In other cases, 
um, you might have to, you know, submit some some written documentation to them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So far, you've defined whole life insurance, universal life. Give us a rundown of um, umbrella insurance policies. What's an umbrella policy? Okay, so this is a very, very important one for people to consider. So an umbrella policy is liability insurance that offers enhanced coverage above and beyond your current policy limits. So, for example, if damages are greater than your property insurance, for instance, whether it's home or, or auto, the umbrella policy will supply the additional liability coverage. And an umbrella policy is most often a good fit for those that have significant assets um, that could be in a situation where if something happens, um, those assets are looked at. And here's the interesting thing, Tony. Uh, I actually just re renewed my own umbrella policy and typical, typical coverages um, for, for a very, very nice umbrella policy are really very, very small when you think about annual premiums. You know, So for a million dollars of a liability policy for the umbrella side, you can usually get those for just a couple hundred bucks a year easily. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so, uh, obviously it's important. And I see these, I see these pitches sometimes though, for these million dollar life insurance policies. And when it comes down to it, how much is a $1 million policy going to cost you? Yeah. Very, very good question here. And, um, you know, it generally comes down to whether it's a whole life policy or a term policy, what your age is, what your overall health status may be, and uh, any other underwriting considerations that that the insurance company is going to review. But depending on your personal circumstances, it could range anywhere from a few hundred bucks to a few thousand dollars a year, Tony. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned the potential for cash value a few minutes ago. Tell us more about that, because I've heard you can really utilize certain insurance policies. Definitely. So a life insurance uh, policy's cash value is the amount in excess of the premiums that have accumulated in your policy. So cash value is basically the savings part of a permanent life insurance policy that's built up interest. And it is available to the policy owner either through a cash withdrawal or a loan in most situations. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Now, this has been a great discussion, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? You know, this has just been the main few topics that most of my clients talk to me about when they ask about insurance in our in our sure. meetings. And so uh, there's clearly many, many more, right? Uh, obviously, in our office, Medicare insurance is a huge portion. And so um, clearly, if you have any questions or concerns about your insurance coverages, or just want to talk about your financial plan, please just give us a call at 541 773 9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. All right, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541 773 9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.